This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Let's get canceled podcast. What's going on, Bowen? What's good, casual? How you doing, fam? Ain't shit, man. Had a long day of work. Now I just want to get this ball rolling, man. So what's new with you? I'm chilling, man. Just, you know, making these payments, working, doing what I got to do to survive. So what Building do you that mentality that mm-hmm. I want to work. I want my money to work for me instead mm-hmm. of working for my money. But that's a whole different podcast, fam. So what do you do for work? Uh, currently, I'm a transportation engineer. Oh, okay, that sounds fancy. So oh, it is fancy. Like, if everybody could do what I did, they would, but they can't. So you work on the trucks? Yeah, I work with trucks. Oh, you work with trucks or you work on the trucks? On trucks, with trucks. However you want to look at it. I move okay. goods from one point to about 300 yards beyond it, and I come back home. So it's not logistics? Yeah, tr- strictly logistics. Okay, okay, okay. So, and what, you're stationed what, in Atlanta right now? Uh, outside Atlanta and um, Austell, right outside Atlanta. Okay, okay. So, I, I, I want to ask you, because I'm seeing updates about uh, how COVID has affected New York City, has affected L.A. Yeah. And apparently, it's affected L.A., like, a lot in the worst way. How has it affected um, Georgia? Um, well, a lot of people lost their jobs. You know, um, if you had a child in daycare, if you was working retail, fast food, <clears throat> kind of like social interaction jobs, you know, you probably lost some. Mm-hmm. But being that I'm in logistics, I really don't really come in contact with other individuals. You know, I get to the office, <clears throat> I get the paperwork, they give me the paperwork, I'm out. And usually there's a piece of glass in between us. Well, that's everywhere so, you go today. Huh? That's everywhere you go today. I actually will be happy when we could take these masks off. Well, see, even before the COVID hit, this is how trucking works. I get really? to a point. I pick up my paperwork. There's a piece of glass. I say, hi, thank you. Bye. You know, if I pull up to a security booth, got my mask on. They're usually about six feet away from me anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Give them my paperwork. I get my paperwork. Pick up the trailer. I'm out. Okay. So do you prefer it that way? Less interaction? Oh, hell yeah. Because, you know, it puts me in a position that I want to be. Where I arrive to a place. I don't have to do too much interaction. Not that I'm not a people person. But Mm -hmm. I get to where I got to go. Give off my paperwork. Get paperwork. Drop a trailer. Pick up another trailer. I get to start boogieing. I don't have to deal with the in-between chit-chat that you might have to do with some positions. Okay. I mean, I can do the chit-chat, but I don't have to. I think that's the reason most people choose trucking, but it's it's a way to get away from people. Like, trust me, I kind of envy your position because I deal with public on top of coworkers on a daily basis, and it can be mentally frustrating. 
I'm not. Oh, you saying, know, I've been where you at. You know, yeah. I've been where you at. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, I'm an introvert, but I feel like we. I feel like as a people, we're both introverts and what's the other word I'm looking for? Introverts and what? What's the other word? I'm not hoping ain't perverts. <laughs> I'm just saying because that's the wrong word to use right now. What's the opposite of introvert? <laughs> opposite of introvert is an extrovert. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I think everybody is both, but when it comes to me, I'm selective. I'm an introvert, but I'm also a. The other shit with certain people, I'm selective. <laughs> extrovert. Yeah, extrovert. I, I can't think right now. I'm tired. How long did it work? It happens, fam. It happens. You know, so. But me, I won't tell you what company I work for. Oh, I, I haven't even told people what I do. I, I'm actually saving for uh, the Patreon episodes to actually talk about my personal, personal stories. So uh, anybody listening, those episodes will come pretty soon, so stay tuned. There it is. It is. So in that industry, how does that affect, um, I would say, relationship-wise when it comes to meeting people or if you're already dating somebody? Well, some of the difficulties you might encounter is, all right, let me, let me break it down to you between being OTR, which means you run in all 48 states, Regional, which means you're running just a section of the country, mm-hmm. and local, which is what I do. So if you're OTR, normally you're going to be away from home for at least four weeks at a time, at the minimum. If I'm doing regional, I might be away from home between one and two weeks. When I'm local, that means I'm running maximum 250, 300 yards in one direction, and I come back the same day. I get to go home every night. Okay. And you're going four weeks out the month? Nah. I'm saying when, when you're over the road, when you're over the road, you're away from home, period. Okay. You sleep in the back of your truck, you pull into a truck stop, you go to sleep, you get up, you start rolling again and get to your destination. It's the same thing if you're regional. You go to sleep in a truck stop somewhere, you wake up, you keep pushing on to your destination. With the local joint, I get to work, pick up my load from wherever they tell me to, I go to point A to point B. I may drop off there and I might go to point C, pick up a load, come back towards where my work is because I, I do containers. Okay. So with trucking, you got, all right, you got drive van, which is just a regular trailer, put any kind of product in there that's not um, food grade. Mm-hmm. Then you got reefer. Now, a reefer truck is basically a drive van with a refrigerated unit on the front of it. Okay. So what it can do is it can cool the goods down to minus 32 degrees or heat mm-hmm. them up to about 80 <clears throat> degrees. What about hazmat? Well, hazmat is it's a choice. You go take the class, you pass the exam, you hazmat certified. So hazmat can literally be anything from milk to nuclear waste. How the hell is milk hazmat? <laughs> I never knew that. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to put it to you like this. What happens if you leave your milk in the refrigerator longer than the expiration date? What's it smell like? Oh, it smells like ass. Okay, so now you got that ass smell, and you pour it down your drink for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. But if you drank it, what would it do to your system? <laughs> It'd probably give you the bubble guts. All right, so that's where it's hazardous, hazardous material. Oh, wow. So even water. <clears throat> you got non-potable water, which is... 
water that you can't drink, and then you mm-hmm. got water that you can drink. But hazmat, it's kind of like I can carry hazmat, but okay. it's got to be a thousand pounds or less where I don't have to be certified. Anything okay. over a thousand pounds, I need certification. Mm. But I don't want to drive hazmat because I'm not trying to wake up blown. <laughs> nah. Everything ain't for everybody, and that definitely ain't for me. <clears throat> you don't want to wake up glowing? <laughs> Not like this. There's, there's been times, like real talk. Yeah. I was in a truck stop one night, and I woke up, and there was a flatbed parked next to me. Mm-hmm. Dude was carrying um, nuclear waste. Oh, shit. And I know it's in containers that cuts down the radiation. And keeps the hazardous material from getting out into the environment. But I'm still like, yeah, let me hurry up and get away from him. <laughs> well, what about the flammable stuff? Same thing. Still has been, right? Yeah, still has, Matt. I mean, every, a lot of stuff is flammable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between gasoline and diesel. Diesel has a lower flashpoint than gasoline. Okay. But so- then you also got flatbed which is usually construction material Mm -hmm. and then you got what i do which is containers and the containers are basically boxes that you pick up in one spot bring it to the rail yard or you pick it up from the rail yard and take it to another spot so what happens is they take the container off of the chassis put it on the train and then they ship that someplace else okay wow there's a lot of work that goes into this so uh has your industry been affected uh, by COVID at all? No. Nah. In a negative way? Nah. No. No. Nah. I was loving it when they put the first regulations in last year mm-hmm. and they shut Georgia down. Nobody was on the highway. So that meant a four-hour trip for me turned into three and a half hours. I guess it. So what actually I realized I was in is that I was in, I'm, I'm literally in a recession slash epidemic proof profession okay so even if there was the zombie apocalypse people still need food water clothing furniture items consumable goods and as long as i'm a trucker i'm gonna be able to move that from point a to b period well before covid happened they was talking about um those self-driving trucks that's another 20 years from now i feel like walmart already started with them already well, now, actually, FedEx has them in play in some of their yards where they use the self-driving trucks to move into, um, to move trailers around. Okay. But the biggest problem with the self-driving trucks right now is we don't have an international electrical structure so that they can refuel. They said refuel. Then does that, wasn't that start with um, electricity instead of gas and oil? Yeah, but see, you got to develop an infrastructure so that if we've got these automated trucks, They've got fuel stations to pull into and they can fuel up without a human being being there. Okay. Right now, oh. they ain't got that. And even when they started, what was the, the way that the automatic trucks is evolving is there's still going to be a human being in the truck, be it mm-hmm. electric or gas, because the truck still needs fuel. Okay. The human being is going to be in the truck to, uh, what's the word? To uh, to operate the vehicle? Not necessarily operate, but deal with any troubles that might come in. Because see, 
even though it's an automated truck, we still get paperwork. Mm. I still got to give that paperwork to a human being. But they are working on things they have called e-bowls, yeah. e-b-o-l-s, or built electronic bills of lading. So even then, at the shippers or the arrivers, that's not set up where I cross a threshold or the truck crosses a threshold. And now automatically the bills are laid and are transmitted to the shipper or the truck so it can keep moving. So what we're talking about with that whole um, automated truck, it's, it's minimum 20 years down the line. Minimum. minimum. Okay. There's it's, going to be a lot of things that come into play before it actually just jumpstart into the road. Yeah, and Biden's right now, Biden is trying to set up with his economical plan, he's trying to set up a nationwide electrical fueling grid so that people that got smart cars don't have to worry about, okay, I got to fuel, I can only fuel up here, I can only fuel up there. So if they can only fuel up there, you already know what the trucks can't do. So is that going to be part of his uh, infrastructure bill that they're working on right now? Yeah, it's supposed to be. But even that is going to take five years to implement, at the least. I mean, as for the bill, I'm really just hoping for the uh, student loan relief to just happen already. I don't even owe that much anymore, but if you pass it, I don't got to pay no more, pretty much. Well, true that. I mean, I, I still owe my student loan, and it ain't much. It's not to the point where I worry about it, but, you know, that's something that people need to look at before they go to college. What's my education going to cost me on the back end? And can I get a job? Can I get into an industry that's going to pay me enough to have my lifestyle and handle these student loans? And nobody looks at it that way. No, that, that's where they target kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you would think they parents who, well, most parents don't know no better anyway. But the ones who do tell them, instead of going to college, just go get a trade. Instead. Yeah, but even now, what trade are they telling them to get? Are they, you know, there's there's like five trades that you can get into that are going to be lucrative where you're working for this person, but the trade is skilled enough that you can always use your skills on the side. So What's if it? you want to do HVAC, um, roofing, landscaping, plumbing, elect, um, electric, electronics, well, electricity, um, trades like that, you're going to, you know, be an apprentice. For a set amount of time, you're going to learn to trade, going to work for a company. And then now, while you're working for the company, you have enough skills that you can outsource your labor. Yeah, the funny thing about that is it's a it's a messed up business because no matter what trade you learn and no matter what business you work at, anytime you leave that that place of work, you're going to try to take some of those clients with you. That's what they don't talk about. Sometimes, but if your skills are up, you're not worried about that. Like if, if Bill Gates left Microsoft right now, when he left Microsoft, you think he worrying about clients? Not at all. If the guy that I can't remember is Jeff Bezos, if Bezos. he left Amazon mm-hmm. because his skill set is so high, you think he worrying about clients? No. So either A, clients are going to leave with him, or he's going to have a name in the industry that clients are going to flock to him anyway. See, but that's the trick right there. See, the thing is, here's what what I had to realize, too, growing up. Like, schools basically teach you to be a worker. They don't teach you to be an entrepreneur. 
And I'm not even going to go down the same rabbit hole, the same conversation they, that you could hear on YouTube or any type of inspirational bullshit. Here's the facts. If you don't have any skills, high income skills, you're going to get a job and you're going to be working at this job for the rest of your life. Fact. Skills to separate you from retiring at 60. And that's, that's a bad deal society sells you until you actually wake up on your own. Right. But see, what happens with the cold college thing is they push for you to go to college because it's a money system. They never mm-hmm. push for what degrees you need to go and get to make money. Yeah. And it's a business. They don't care if you make the wrong choice and, and choose a degree in nope. what, art, whatever. No, because once you got the degree, you owe. You got to go out there and earn, earn a living and pay this money back. Don't matter what. And that's what a lot of people like graduated face with. Pretty much. And, and there's ways to pay off a student loan. They just don't tell you. No. Nope. You yeah. You could easily refinance it. Take out a personal loan. It's just a loan. It's like, even though you're paying off a loan for loan, at least if that loan's paid off with a personal loan or refinancing and you file for bankruptcy, you still get rid of it. But, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah things like that they don't talk about. They want well, you see, the other trick with student loans is if you took out a personal loan, and you file for bankruptcy, that wipes out the, the personal loan. Mm-hmm. But once you get a student loan because of the way the laws work, you file for bankruptcy, you still owe that student loan. Yeah, pretty much. And, and uh, how many people are actually going to qualify for a personal loan to pay off $50,000 in student debt? No, not many. That's why you have to have your, you need to have a plan before you just act. I think that's actually the problem with, with most people today. It's not about what type of job you got. It's about the type of mindset you got. And I, But some people are comfortable with the nine to five. Like I said, to each his own. I'm personally not. I'm the type of person I need to have my own business. I can't continue just working for people for the rest of my life. It just, it don't suit me. See, I don't got a nine to five. I got a 12. I, I work 12 hours minimum every day. No, well, I work about 52 plus hours a week. <laughs> See, like on my average week is about 65 hours without a six day. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. I start at nine. I might finish at 1030 in the morning if I'm lucky. Because, if you're lucky. Because with most positions, you go to a set destination, you finish at that set destination. My industry, we're, we're swayed by what happens while we're out there. So if I'm coming back, from South Carolina and I got a truck uh, and I got a traffic jam in front of me because somebody flipped their truck over. There's nothing I could do. I got to wait it out. I just got to hope that I got enough time on my clock to make it back to my job. Yeah, pretty much. What do you normally do if you run into like a traffic jam? Well, all right. In trucking, you get 70 hours a week to work, period. Mm -hmm. In that 70 hours per day, you have 14 hours to work. And of those 14 hours, you have 11 hours to drive. So if I get stuck in a traffic jam and my clock goes to zero, I got to find some place to go park until I can reset. And that's not until another 10 hours later. Jesus. (laughs) So I might be stuck literally on the side of the highway sleeping so I can actually drive legally again. Now I can still drive, mm-hmm. but now my I get I might get something on my report. 
my job gets something on their report and they get a fine. So I'm really trying to avoid all of that. So you got to learn how to manage a clock. Well, that's something I didn't even know about what came with truck driver. I thought you could just drive no matter. Oh, no, you can. But then you have what happened to Tracy Morgan. Dude just kept driving. He messed with his logs. You get tired. Mm. You get tired, you get reckless. Yeah, he was the um he got rear-ended by the truck, right? Or he crashed her truck. I don't know. I just know he killed two uh, killed a person. Lost his job. Walmart got a huge fine. Tracy Morgan is now mourning the loss of a friend. Yeah, that's true. Uh speaking of loss, a lot of people like a lot of people have died from last year to now. Like, you would have never think um, Kobe Bryant of all people would pass away, especially on a Sunday. You know, he passed well, that's, away. That's a different circumstance. I mean, you know, have you ever took a helicopter flight? No. Me neither. <laughs> so when you when you start to move in certain different ways, there's, there's different risks that you have to assess. Yeah. So for him dying in a helicopter crash, of course it's a tragedy. We all miss Kobe. He was the co- he was the Mamba, but at the same time he was moving in a way that most of us can't. We don't have to assess: is this helicopter safe? Is this driver? Com- is this calm pilot competent? You know, he's flying between uh, San Diego and say L.A. Mm-hmm. Certain things he got to take into account. What's the weather like? What's the wind? Um, what's the wind factor like? Is there smog in the air? Is there a lot of air traffic? So you know he's he's trying to navigate things that most of us can't even comprehend. True. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think twenty twenty just has been one of those uh, years you're never gonna forget, but not in a positive way. Of I mean, course not. Yeah, I mean, besides that, then we lost some. Um, the lead person in Black Panther. Like we, we lost a lot of like hitters. Yeah, we we lost a lot of people. We lost the guy from Black Panther. We lost uh I think what was his name? Cool Rock Ski from the Fat Boys. Recently we just lost DMX. We lost um, Black, Black Rob. Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these people that were movers and shakers, but the unfortunate part and the realistic part about it is that life is still gonna go on. It's about what you leave behind when you're gone. True. I mean, you would think the COVID deaths was bad enough as like then between COVID and the major tragedies that we lost, we lost. We had a lot of rappers getting knocked. Yeah, a lot. But see, rap is a chain. I'm going to just be brief on this. Rapping is inception was something different. But right now, a lot of rap has a gang culture attached to it. Mm-hmm. And with the gang culture, you've got social media attached to it. So you don't necessarily have to go to somebody like you might have back in the day and be face to face. We can build up all the animosity and all the hate online. Yeah, that's true. Glad I didn't grow up in this generation because back when I was a kid, bullying ended at three (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, for the most part. But now, if you open to it, you can get bullied all day, but I, to me, I honestly think if you want to stop getting bullied, cut your social media off. A lot of people can't do that because it's very addicting. Um, 
I don't find it addicting to me because I actually have a life. I can't just be on social media all day. Right. Like, actually, now that I got even more busy, I'm barely on Instagram now. So and that's what happens. Something yeah. that was taking up a portion of your your time, you get busy really living life. I ain't got time for it. You open it up like, wow, it's been like two weeks since I've been on this. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Like, I play word with friends so I can keep my mind working. Used to be I was on it pretty regularly. Now I'm opening it up like, man, I ain't made a move in a day. Wow. A whole day? Okay. No, I don't, I don't. as a result, I don't play as many people, but I ain't worried about that. I'm, I'm too busy working, too busy living my life. And I feel like a lot of people are not doing that. They're just too busy. It's like this is a an outrage culture. So they're just looking for reasons to get mad, upset. I personally don't let it affect me because to me, it's just another day. It's exhausting. But it's just like everybody just eats it up, eats it up, eats it up. There's no such thing as redemption when it comes to cancer culture. Right. Actually, you- due, due to cancer culture is the reason why I made this podcast. Right, but see, we're talking about people that really don't have anything to do meaningful in their days. Yep. You know, if you married, got two kids, you ain't worrying about what's happening on Facebook, Instagram. Nope. When you ain't got nothing to work to work for, no no focus in life, no direction, social media gives you the illusion that I have a direction. Mm-hmm. Only problem is that direction, for the majority of people, is a downward spiral. Yeah, that is that's definitely true. Like, it's definitely changed the game too when it comes to dating, relationships, marriage. Like, marriages have declined rapidly. Yeah, uh, but during the COVID outbreak, marriages actually had a spike. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, In what states? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not gonna point out any specific states, but marriage in general mm-hmm. took a a uh a trending rise upward because what COVID demonstrated to people was that I can't do this all by myself. I have to have somebody in my corner to help me make moves towards my future. It's funny because they don't, that's not, that's not shown or glorified anymore. It's like big businesses profit off the separation of relationships, the separation of families and chaos and the whole feminist movement or being in homosexual. It's just like anything that just separate people and not put it together and try to profit they, off it. Right. And and see, because most people don't take a step back to look at that, they fall right in line with it. Well, that's because most people are stupid. Well, you know, stupid is a hard word and I get it, but I would rather say they're not aware. Because once you're aware of something, you have to act on it. And stupid kind of takes you in a direction where I just don't care. I just don't want to know. Where I think most people want to know, they just don't know where to go get that information from. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Looking at it that way, I could definitely agree. Because most people, one thing I learned growing up, it's not just men who are blindsided. Men and women are both blindsided. And in most cases, it's the men who I feel like most men woken up more than the women do because the women actually want to believe the lie if it suits them, even though if it's not good for them. Well, I think thinking about men and women, men have to be more realistic about life. 
Because we already know that nobody's coming to our wrestling. Women, true. on the other hand, if she ain't got a man, she still got a man called the state or federal government that'll give her assistance. Mm-hmm. Brothers don't think, well, man, I ain't got a job right now. So let me go get section in or let me go get a welfare budget. Nah, we don't we don't think like that. We think if I ain't got it, I just ain't got it till I get it. Yeah, pretty much. But um, what about the men who actually try to have the women take care of them? I'm talking about the, the bum dudes. Oh, you talking about the hobosexuals? <laughs> yeah, the hobosexuals. I'm saying, you know, to each his own. But that's that's the, that's the dude I'm not worrying about. If anything, I'm gonna try to market products to that guy because I know on some level he's got he's a consumer, mm-hmm. and even if it ain't his money, he's got enough influence on that individual to give him money to go buy something. So that class of person, I'm not even concerned about him. But I feel like most women who tolerate that type of relationship is because so they want to control uh, the man. It's definitely a control factor, but in essence, they're not really controlling. You know, that, that see, when you seek to control something, you're looking to dominate all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And in all reality, you can never do that. Even in business, if I'm a CEO of a major company, all I'm doing is directing trends. I'm trying to direct the company, but I can't control what happens with the company. I could just put policies and structures in place that help the company continue to thrive, but I can't control what the company does. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I remember when I was growing up, if I went into a, a car garage, a mechanic, you might have seen pictures of um, half-naked females on it. But mm-hmm. once society changed, those same guys that had the pictures up had to take them down because women put their influence in and say, hey, when I walk into your garage and I see something like that, it now offends me. And if you decide to not take it down, it's going to impact your business. You might even be up for charges. Yeah, tell me about it. And that's okay. It's all right. You know, I get it. You know, can't walk around saying certain words because you might be worrying about offending people, but you know, bottom line is we still got the First Amendment, freedom of speech. It's just, are you willing to pay the consequences for your freedom of speech? When did we become, as a society, become so so soft? Because it seemed like just because you're going to punish somebody from saying certain things, it doesn't change the fact they actually feel that way. So it's I like, would honestly have to say after World War II. Because during World War II, the entire country chipped in to make sure we were successful. Mm-hmm. When the Vietnam War came, people looked at that war as being selective because we didn't really have a, a stake in that war. We decided mm-hmm. to get involved. And at that point in time, you know, we got the civil rights movement going on. We got the free love movement going on. We got different genres popping up, rock and roll, folks, folk music. Country music was changing. Um, Hip hop, honestly, was really in its birth, mm-hmm. you know. But once once we moved, once we started to move away from the mom and dad type of structure we had in this country, 
to more living apart from each other, free love, that's where things really started to go downhill. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like um I feel like maybe yeah, maybe after World War II, but I feel like maybe even early in two thousands it started being like that too. When it all started with the whole home people faggot, you can't even do that no more. No. Can't well I mean you can, but again, are you willing to pay the price for your freedom of speech? Well, I think it gets out of hand where you can't even compliment a woman without her feeling some type of way and say sexual harassment. You just got to know how to rock it. You know, there's certain language that you can use, certain language you can use. And real talk, if you have work and you see a female that happens to be dressed nicely, mm-hmm. I would just say, hey, I'm not trying to come on to you. Not flirting with you, but I just wanted to compliment you on how you looked at that. It's the language you use. Whereas opposed to maybe before this, you might be like, God dang, you're looking sexy today. Where are you going after this? I say that today. I might be in HR having to do a course. Yeah, I think that's some sad shit. I mean, like, yeah, you don't like if you're in the street, you're going to say something like that. But you can't say that in a workplace. I mean, I get it because, see, look at it this way. On one hand, it might seem extreme. But on another hand, do you want somebody talking to your mom, your aunt, your sister like that, your woman? Oh, no, not at all. Is that something she should just accept because that's how we as men want to talk? Or is there some type of reform that was in general needed? No, I think everything has boundaries. So it's all it really take it's all about taking things into perspective. Yeah, and before all of this stuff started, I gotta be honest when I say some of those boundaries were stepped on constantly. Yeah. You know, it was normal for a woman to walk past the construction site and be catcalled. Mm. You know, does she really, should should she have to tolerate that because she's bad? Or can she walk past feeling confident as the woman she is and not worrying about, I'm going to get harassed? Well, I, I feel like this cancer culture is actually one-sided because it, it mainly affects men more than women. It's like when it like if uh if it's a woman that people don't like and she says something that's gonna affect a woman that, that the crowd does like, then they'll shame her. But other than that, it just mostly affects men on based on what they said in the past, where they currently do, how they came off, any accusations. You're basically guilty before you're proven innocent. Well, you know, with a lot of things that have happened, I'd say in the past 20 years, men even more so black men, or black men always, we've been vilified. You know, we got certain movers and shakers that have taken egregious, and I'm talking like extreme levels of what their power could or should be. Mm-hmm. You look at Harvey Weinstein. Dude, you got mad money. You were moving shaking in Hollywood. Did you really have to take it to the point where you're sexually harassing women? Of course not. But he still did. Because he thought his power was omnipotent. So I understand where some of those checks and balances were needed. But we're talking about men that are in the, I'd say, top 5% earners. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about 
the other 80 percent of us guys out here that are trying to make a living for ourselves and if i happen to say to a woman hey you look real good today now i gotta end up feeling like i might have charges i might be in human resources just because i gave a compliment so what do you think the disconnect today is between men and women when it comes to relationships oh there's a couple of things um (laughs) all right i actually like this question (laughs) all right uh, I'm a, again, I'm going to go back to World War II, mm. where the majority of people growing up were raised in two-parent households. So if you was a man, you learn to appreciate a woman for what she offered. If you was a woman or a girl, you, you learn to appreciate what the man or your father offers. Mm-hmm. But now that we have so many single households where it's the mom raising the daughter because of the mom's position, being single, is she really going to train her daughter or teach her daughter that? Let's not say you need a man, okay? Mm. But let's say that because of the economical structure of today's society, you need another income in the house to survive beyond your retirement years. Of course. So part of that disconnect is that some women out here don't feel like they need a man. Mm-hmm. You know, the respect that I think men get has gone down because there's certain things that before World War II were emphasized. Worldwide, I don't care where you go. When you think about the pyramids being built, do you see, do you think or envision that women were out there building them or men? Men. Okay. When you think about the World Trade Center that tragically was taken down, do you think about Women building that or men? Men. Okay. When you think about the economical, the, the government that we live under, do you vision women building that or men? Yeah, men. Okay. So what's happened is in the first world countries, we've made it so that women actually feel like they're equal with us. Mm-hmm. Now, when I now I'm not trying to diminish a woman's role in any way whatsoever. But when you consider the fact that men built and designed the structure that you live in that makes you feel comfortable enough to do this, mm-hmm. you should respect who did it. Well, this entitlement mentality has <laughs> messed up a lot of relationships in the long run, more ways than one. Well, see, a lot of that comes down to, uh, all right, how do I put this without being too raw? Um, me and you, we men, right? Of course. We simple. What we want, count it on one hand. Yeah, food, sex, silence. That's <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But when you ask a woman what she wants, I'd hold my feet up, but they kind of dry right now. (laughs) But she wants all of these different things. And with those things that she even wants, she's not even considering, well, if I can get this much out of it, I could be happy. Nah, if I can't get all of this, I'm not happy. If my man don't make this much money, I'm not happy. If he don't be this way in bed with me, I'm not happy. If he don't listen to me the way I want, I'm not happy. 
Mm-hmm. So at what point do women sit back and say, well, these are the things that I want. And these are the things that I need. Well, all those women that have a, a list, it never works out. That's nah, it, never just, does. it never works out. Because that's that Disney sh- Yeah. And here's, the, here's one thing I realized as a man that most men don't know. As a man, you, you got to protect a woman from herself. Like you Facts. really do. Facts. You really do. I mean, yeah. how many females you know that got 20 pairs of shoes in their closet, but don't go nowhere? I know quite a few. 20 pairs of shoes, but you don't go nowhere. But in, in her head, it makes sense. Because I got a color coordinate. Yeah. Actually, I, I know a lot of girls like that. Or they, they do the the shopping therapy. Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. So you putting yourself in debt opposed to make you opposed to make you feel better? Okay. But see again, we go back to school. Mm-hmm. Nobody teaches us economics. So you make those mistakes. Like most men, we think on a practical level. If I need this, what am I using it for? Now it's not until as a man you get to a certain income level that you can indulge in certain things, but that's not for most of us. Mm-hmm. If I work construction, I want to make sure I got good good working boots. I want to make sure I got good pants that'll hold up over time. But you take that and put it on a single woman. Well, now I need 20 pairs of shoes. I need Vicky Secrets. I need um, all this yeah, extra jewelry, one. but I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy part. So here's, here's the thing that most women don't know. Most men want to be in relationships. Facts. And men who don't, like me, I've been in two long-term relationships. I don't want to be in relationships anymore personally because I need time. As much time I, I spent in relationships, I want to spend just enough time or more by myself, getting to know myself and pushing myself to limits I never pushed myself before. Right. You need, yeah. As a man, you want to be able to offer a woman something besides... The Dells. Yeah, of course. And the thing is, I've been vilified on numerous occasions for being a player or crushing women's dreams or scarring them. And here's the funny thing. Why is it that when it comes to women, they always got to play the victim? And then me, I'm always got to play the villain because that always that's always makes sense in the head. But they fail to realize behind the story of a player is a story of a man who got played. Right, but see, what's different between... A major thing that's different between men and women is women have social um, structures. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if she gets hurt by some dude, she's got a whole slew of homegirls that she can talk to and holler about. Mm-hmm. Me and you end up being hurt just because of how we were socialized. We're going to internalize that and try to move on. That's it. You know, you're not gonna call your homeboy up crying. Somebody, she, she, she hurt me, yo. I, I really loved it, huh? She, she was my sunshine. I, I don't know why she did this to me. We're not gonna do that, but she can. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got the the group of us, the the simping dudes, the, the the beta males that are willing to be like, yeah, he was wrong, ma. You, you know, you need a better man in your life. I could do that for you. Now, I mean, the, nah, like it, know, it's a whole different called- structure. That's called dirty macking, bro. Uh, you call it dirty macking, but for some dudes, it works. 
for, 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 I would say, and I'm even going, going, go out on the limb with this for the real dudes out here. You ain't doing that. Not at all. Like why, why I need to compare myself to the next man? If she can't see that, what's the point of me addressing? Trust me. There's one scenario I want to bring up, but I'm going to say that for like the Patreon podcast. Cause this actually brings up a good point. Um, but when the, the funny thing is when it comes to relationships to uh, men and women, the woman always tells you what she wants. You know, he got to make this much. He got to be this tall. He got this, that, and third. But at the same time, is they're not thinking about what the man wants. They're just thinking about what they want from the man. It's like you're not going to be in a successful relationship only thinking about yourself because you're not in a relationship with just yourself. Right, but see, the, the issue is, again, after World War II, you see this starting to trend in this direction. Women, women have been lied to and they've been taught that you can get ahead in this world without a man. Mm-hmm. You can live your hot girl summer. You can be the best you can without a man. But the problem with that is women get to a certain age and they realize, I wanted a man. Mm-hmm. I needed a man. Maybe not for financial support, but for my emotional support. Yeah, because my homegirls can only provide but so much. But anybody that's ever been in a relationship knows when you get off of work, you look forward to that person being home, seeing them, having the opportunity to de-stress and talk to your day with them. But because women have been fed this pipe dream about you don't need a man, you don't have to have a man to get ahead. They focus on their careers and come mid 30s, early 40s. They miserable. Yeah. And the funny thing is, they, they, the sad part is, it's a trend they teach their daughters. And then their daughters are going to teach their daughters. It's just a, a cycle of misery that they don't break. And if you do break it, because they are so fortunate. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you still got women out there saying, like, I, I watch a lot of Kevin Samuels. And a lot of women hate this man because, one, you wouldn't hate this man if you felt like he was right or you felt like he wasn't talking about you. And at the same time, they feel like they got time. It's not too late. It's just like, look, I'm not saying you can't get a man at the age of 35, 40, whatever. But at the same time, it's not going to be the man you want. You're going to be settling. And well, then when you, yeah, then you're going to be cheating on the guy that you with. You know what I'm trying to say? So like, you still don't win in the end. Like you still, it's a lose lose situation. Facts, but again, let, let's look at our, our community. Our women are taught to go to college, get a degree, go into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Other cultures are taught go to college, find your husband, get married, have babies, build a family. Yeah, but part of this disconnect that we're having isn't something that we were taught, it's part of the structures that were put in place that literally broke us apart. So consider this, a woman that has to go and get Section 8 at one point or an apartment and be on welfare, Mm -hmm. they're literally telling her, you got a choice. You can get this Section 8, you can get this welfare, but you can't have a man. But if you want to have a man, then both of y'all are going to have to work together and maybe struggle to get to where you want to be in life. Now, the crazy part about that is the welfare and the Section 8, Keeps you stagnant. But if you got a man in your life, y'all can always work to do better. 
True. Well, it's just funny to me how back when we had slavery and um, hard times as black people, we was actually in more relationships back then than we are today. Right, but see, it's all about economics. When a man and a woman are together, yeah, it's a fact that women are going to spend less money in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But if we now separate and destroy those relationships, instead of the income just coming from the man, now we got two separate incomes. And because out of both of those factors, women tend to spend emotionally and men spend, spend logically, we're going to get a whole lot more out of the woman. Yeah, pretty much. I actually wanted to play this clip um, by Kevin Samuels and uh, wanted your opinion on it because he talks about um, monogamy in church. And so I'm going to play. I want to get your take on it. Check this out. So I think that if you want to continue to exercise your options, then what's the point of being married? Well, no, you make vows. It, it doesn't say you won't cheat. It says, for better, for worse, rich or poor, sickness and health, to death do you part. No part of the marital vows says you can't cheat. It's implied that you'll be bound as one in the covenant before God. Have you read the vows? Yeah. Okay, where in the vows does it say you won't cheat? It doesn't say that. Like, Thank you. Like- Thank you. Because in the Bible, are you a Christian? Yes. Solomon, David, Abraham. It's all throughout the Bible, baby girl. The Bible is the worst place to come talking about monogamy. <laughs> the, 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 Roman, the, the Roman church, the Roman Catholic church, and the Eastern and the English Catholic church, why did it even exist? Henry VIII wanted to divorce his wife and Boleyn so he could have some sons. We are the most Christian, not knowing Christian folks, ma'am. Come on, it's not, come on. What is the what is the commandment of man on this planet? To be fruitful and what? Multiply. But there we go. So how do you get 7 billion people on the planet through monogamy? You don't. I think that they should be fruitful and multiply with their wives. You, you can't get 7 billion people on the planet through monogamy. It's geometrically impossible. You can think it. If you want a monogamous man, get a lower value guy. Uh oh! But I mean, seriously, seriously, and that's what you ladies are upset about because it's like, well, I want a higher value man. I want a man that has the resources and production power of 10, 5, 10, 20 men, but I want them all to myself. That's not rather selfish to me. I don't think it's selfish. I think that there. Are of course, you don't, because you benefit from it all. Because you benefit from it all. Okay, okay, let's do it this way. You're married to your high value man. Okay. You're on your cycle. He's horny. What does he do? I think that's a personal guy's opinion. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What does he do? Can't. Or you got to do some stuff. that See? You're not in the mood. He's supposed to wait. You know how many black men are... I will bring... Next week, I'm going to do a video on how many black men are living in sexless relationships and marriages. Because so many women today use sex as leverage over a man because once you doled out until you get him, then when you get him, cut it off and start using it as leverage and abuse. You guys are far more sexually manipulative than men. That's why I think this whole notion about cheating and stuff is so funny because it's taking the power back for men. 
And the one thing that I noticed about a lot of sisters, you don't like losing power or control. Damn, look at that. <laughs> no, I hear, I, hear what, I hear what's going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it comes down to that that whole delusion of what you think a marriage is supposed to be. You know, yeah. it's for better or for worse, richer or poorer, poorer, and sickness and health till death do us part. Yeah, of course, there's nothing in there about being um, faithful to each other, but it's implied. Of course. But from the point of view that he's talking about, he's giving the example that if you got a man that's a high value man economically, and he's bringing home 200K a year. What a woman needs to look at is what can I bring to the table that equals the value that he has? Am I going to be willing to be his everything? And some women just don't understand what being that man's everything really is. Pretty much. Uh, you actually bring up a good point because I had to, it took me a while to figure out this answer. And I've actually had a brother ask me this question six years ago. And the reason why I still remember to this day, because I always wanted to figure out what the answer to this question was. When I was uh, dating, um, I ain't going to say her name, back right. in, you know, back in uh, down south, one of the coworkers asked me, what does she do for you? Right. And I could not for life me answer that question because I was like, what can a woman do for me? You know, like it cook clean. See, I was trying to have a relationship with all my relationships on some 50 50 type shit. Like, I'm the pilot, she's the co pilot. But when, it don't happen that way. It, it, it don't like happen you're the that pilot way. And she's the stewardess. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it wasn't until this year I found what the answer is. So, what is a woman, what is a woman's part in a relationship? She's supposed to be your piece. And that, biblically, the, she's supposed to be your help. Yeah, well, they help her biblically, but more so your peace. Right, your, your peace, peace of mind. mind. Yeah, and I'm like, that makes sense. You know, she's supposed to be feminine, fit, and uh, what's the other one? Um, inspirational. Not inspirational, just like cooperative. You know, so it's like it's not about like I've had past girlfriends tell me they were jealous of me. And I was all confused. I'm like, how are you jealous of me? We together. Like, my win is a win for you. Oh, no. I, I Trust me. I get that because, what was it, two years ago mm-hmm. when I purchased my house, I was seeing a young lady, definitely younger than me. Mm-hmm. And the day that I closed on the house, I get to her abode, and I'm thinking celebration time. She was like, eh, it's whatever. Like, really? I just, I just purchased a home that's a success right there yeah and you don't want to celebrate with me okay for me at that point it was kind of downhill for me i figured because they don't see us as uh as a mate they see us competition they see themselves as better than us instead of being with us well and i I gotta go biblically and even if I go biologically, men, we're the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean, we're the ones that build structures. We build society. We develop governments. We put systems in place. Yeah. Women are able to benefit from what we do. 
But because we're in this first world country now, this first world order now, where they're able to get some of the jobs that they weren't able to do before, because now they're able to earn um, levels of money that they weren't able to do before. They actually feel like I'm on the same scale as, as you as a man. But what you got to look at is, okay, okay, young lady, a woman, you've got your job as a doctor. You're a top doctor in your field, right? Mm. You're a top CEO in your field. Okay. That's great. And I applaud you for that. But how many women do you see hanging on to the back of a garbage truck? How many women do you see on the side of the road fixing roads? How many women do you see who are um, running farms? Not many. Police um, departments, fire departments, running well, trains, well, driving I've seen, trucks. I've seen a lot of uh, female police officers and I've seen a few female um, conductors. Yeah, but see, you're talking about the exception. I'm talking about the rule. Okay. There's always going to be the exception to the rule. But where the conversation gets off track is when we start discussing the exception and not sticking to the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. But real talk, how many females have you ever seen hanging off the back of a garbage truck? No, that I've never seen. How many women have you seen working in um, waste management, sewer, um, water resources? Barely. When you see a woman, and uh, this is going to be a quick answer for you. When you're driving past a construction site on the street, on the road, and mm-hmm. you see a woman, what's she normally doing? Uh, she's a laborer. Mm, laborer like how? You know, basically cleaning up the waste and stuff like that. That's what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I'll see some with the construction hat on and... Okay, what I've usually seen when I see a woman at a construction site, mm-hmm. she's got the stop slow sign. Okay, yeah, I definitely see that a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that a lot. Right, that's what I'm saying. You might see them in the industry, but what level of the job are they accomplishing? Oh, well, not the major one. Like, you know, we have women in the military now. Mm-hmm. But how many of them can really say they were a combat soldier? Not many. Mostly medics. Okay. A female police officer. She encounters a situation that can get physical. What's she do? Uh, wait, say that, say that question again? <laughs> female finds herself as a police officer mm-hmm. in a situation that might get physical. What is she more likely to do? Call backup. Okay. Because she can't handle that by herself. And I I understand that. I'm not taking anything away from her. But because of this first world development that we have, because they can take on some of the, some, mind you, I said some, of the jobs that are available out there to them, Mm -hmm. for some reason they think they're on the same equal playing field with you. You know, women nest. We build. Yeah. You know, how many construction companies you know of that are run by women? I don't. Labored by women. I don't. See? Yeah, but at the same time, women will get offended by this, but it's like, we're not saying this to bash women. We're just saying it to, but look, everybody has their part to play. Right, but see, people don't realize that you play your role, you stay in your lane, that's what you do. 
But yeah. because Disney got women thinking they're gonna all get a Prince Charming, you might like you figure you 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 take a woman that's five feet tall, two hundred pounds, she thinks she got the same options with a man that Beyonce got. Yep. Now I get it. You might be able to get a man to sleep with you, but can you get a man to stay with you? Well, see, most women they have a lot of guys that want to smash, but. Let me see a ring finger. <laughs> Facts. You know, Men, we're sexual creatures. We'll smash. Don't mean I want to keep it. Yeah, we'll try to give it back. I mean, I, I got I got two daughters. And I know, I, I hope I've told them, say what you got. Do not believe the nonsense that these men are saying at your age. Because I'll say it out loud. A man in his teenage years, early 20s, he's going to say whatever he got to. He might even do whatever he got to, to get in them drawers. And that's it. That's it. He's going to go borrow his homeboy's brand new whip and lie to her and be like, this is mine. Yeah. He's going to take his tax refund and take her to Peter Lugos, Peter Lugas, and make it seem like I got this just so he can smash. But if she start asking certain questions like, well, where you work at? What's your income? Do you live alone? You got a roommate? What's your 401k look like? What's your five-year plan? What's the those longest are, relationship you ever had? So those are relationship questions, bro. <laughs> right. But those aren't the questions. Have you heard those questions? Uh, I mean, when they want a relationship, yeah. Like, where, yeah where, was where, this, where, where was this before or what after you smashed? Oh, after after that smash, <laughs> you see, after that smash, yeah. Because if, if you actually... start asking these things up front, oh no, she a gold digger. No, I ain't gonna think because I'm a, I'm gonna give props to the gold diggers. Shout out gold diggers out there all over the world. Because mm. at least she's being real with you. She's telling you up front what she wants. It's your decision as to whether you want to deal with. It. Pretty much. It's kind of like if you're driving down the block and you see a good looking woman standing on the corner. And you say, hey, boo, how you doing? She's like, I'm good. Well, come over here and talk to me real quick. She walks over to your car and she tells you, well, you know, if you want to have a physical relationship with me for a set amount of time, it's going to cost you this much money. Mm-hmm. Might not respect her overall, but you got to respect her position. She told you what the deal was. Pretty much. Pretty but much. what happens now is we got the first six months where instead of meeting with the person you want to be with, you're dealing mm. with their representative. They putting on their best. Oh, see, here's the fun thing about that, man. Um, I really don't understand the thirst today when it comes to men. Because social is, media. I mean, but I, I can't I can't accept that. I, I can't accept that due to the fact that sex is so easy to get. And and the funny thing is. Sex is so easy to get. It, it actually concerns me. <laughs> Sex is not easy to get for everybody. That's a fact. Oh, well, like, yeah, well, life ain't fair. I, I understand that. But I'm saying, like, even for the ones that sex is not easy to come by, they still have options. It may not be the options they want, but it, it's still an option. Like, like, for, like, for me, like, if I get turned up by a chick, I don't take it personal. I'm just not a preference. But I've smashed numerous times. I smashed dimes. I smashed ugly bitches. I can't really say I smashed. Well, I smashed fat bitches, but. Uh, Stop front. You know you got that greasy roll. 
You know, but it's just like, mm. nah, there, there was one fat bitch you wanted me to smash, but I, I just, for love of God, I could not do it. Right, but see, sex is easy. Mm. Relationships are hard because you got to put more of yourself into a relationship than you do sex. Well, see, the funny thing is, the girls are the ones who mainly break up the relationship. It's not the guys. Well, what, what it comes down to is people are making poor choices. Of course. You know, you're looking at, and I'm going to put this the way somebody significant in my life puts it, you're looking at the candy wrapper and not thinking about what kind of candy you actually get. It looked good. When you get a real taste of it, it's sour. Mm-hmm. It's bitter. You don't want that. But again, that comes to those questions I was talking about before. What's your income level? How long you been living? Who you live with? What's your five-year plan? What's the longest relationship you've been in? Mm-hmm. You, you start asking these questions, it, it, it gives you a better chance of vetting out who's worth your time. It even gives you a better chance of vetting out who's worth giving your body to. Mm-hmm. And with so and, and again, I got to go back to the whole social media thing, because before social media, if you wanted to meet somebody, fam, you had to leave the house. You had to go to a set destination, spend a certain amount of time in that destination, possibly even some money just to meet somebody. I still prefer now, doing that now. Mm-hmm. On your phone, swipe, 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 swipe. I want to see you. Swipe, swipe, swipe. I like you. Swipe, swipe, swipe. It's made it too easy, which means it's basically diminished the value of what it takes to go out and meet somebody because some people just don't have those social skills. It's not as easy as people make it seem because it's not mostly- as easy. No, no, it's, it's mostly guys on that on those websites and apps. Well, see, you got to look at it on this end. Mm. Are there more women in this world or more men? No, there's more women. Okay. So when you talk about those websites, there's a bunch of women on there to entertain these bunch of men. Period. It ain't, I can see if it was one woman on social media and she had thousands of millions of men watching her. Nah. What's actually happened is the skinny chick, the in-shape chick, the overweight chick, all of them have found a niche and they're trying to exploit it. Uh, the funny thing is, even with the ugly chicks and, and the fat chicks, like they, they got the entitled mentality too because you got all these simps trying to well, get I anything even they say get. It's the simps, it's they have a delusional or misguided self-image. Mm-hmm. Men, we're visual. We like the what we like the way a certain woman looks. Now, every man has his own preference. Mm-hmm. But I would honestly say that it's fair to say that most men want a woman that's in shape, fit. I'm not gonna say she has to be beautiful, but natural. Okay. What we get nowadays is a woman that she got on fake eyelashes, fake hair, uh lipstick, uh, maybe even some fake contacts. She might have a corset on a make her look skinnier than she is, or a bodysuit that sucks in all the fat. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem with that in general because before you even say anything to me, you're already lying. <laughs> I think Chris Rock said the same thing, actually. Now, that's real talk. But see, they want us to be all natural. They want us to be us. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you're not being you. Actually, I mean, think about a relationship you've had 
where in the beginning you thought you had this person mm. and as time went on you realized the person that you thought you had was the fantasy yeah it's not it's not all bad because one thing i need people to realize is that you're never going to love 100% of the person you're going to love at least 85% of them well how about we just leave love out of yeah, we could do that. How about we come to an agreement to support each other and be there? And as we continue to honor that agreement, now we can build on love. Now we can find love. But you yeah. fall in love with a guy that ain't never paid your bills. Yep. You fall in love with a guy that you can call up at three o'clock in the morning and you're in a crisis and he ain't answering the phone. Your yep. car just broke down on the side of the road. You calling him, he can't even come get you. But you love him? The heck's he done for you that you owe him love? Well, at that point, um, it's not the guy. They got to look at themselves because that's just a toxic relationship. Well, no, not necessarily toxic. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. What are you basing this love on with this person? What See, what people forget is that love is a verb. It's not a noun. In order for love to be there, there has to be action. Mm-hmm. You loved your mom. You loved your grandma because they did for you. They made sure your basic needs were met. When you were down, they tried to pick you back up. True. When you were sad, they tried to get you to be happy. When you didn't have direction, they tried to give you direction. But you want to love me because I got a six pack? (laughs) Because I got a nice car? Because I took you out to a nice restaurant? You love me now? Yeah, it's it's superficial. I've had tons of females fall in love with the idea of me. Right. Instead of actually just me. Which kind of sucks because it seems like once they get to know who you are, I don't like that. (laughs) But you done built it up in this man and us as men that now when you start acting funny, we don't understand. Well, no, it's funny you say that too because it's not even just that. It's that say if a woman is is in a relationship with a guy and she's changing him from the shirts he's wearing, from the shows he's like, from his clothes he's wearing, to just simple things that she liked about him. And then when she changes everything that she liked about him... Then she, she don't like him. Yeah, then she don't like him no more. Because he allowed her to change him. Which is... That's the most backward shit in the world, but it's so true. I've seen it so many times. Right, but see, hands down, women are emotional thinkers. Mm-hmm. I like something right now because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Men were logical thinkers. I'm doing this because I've weighed out the options and this is the best way to go. But when yeah. you base your movement on how you feel, think about it. When you wake up in the morning, don't you feel tired? Every day. You don't want to go to work, right? Nope. But you get up and you still push through that. Yep. Imagine if you got up every day and was like, I'm t- I still feel tired and I didn't go to work. What the hell would you accomplish? Nothing. Waste so... What some females, some women need to do is push past that feeling that you have and start asking some real logical questions. What's this man's income level? Can he provide for me or can he bring something equal to what I have so that we're not struggling? Because, see, the thing I think that's kind of jacked up is men for centuries, we haven't asked women to be on our level. We haven't been leaders of industry, government, finance, society. 
and said, in order for her to be with me, she's got to be on my level. She's got to be on my income level because that wasn't a possibility up until maybe 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. But now women feel like, well, I make 100000 a year. I need a man that makes 100000 a year as opposed to I need a man that makes me feel happy. To heck with how much money he makes. Can he make me happier? Because it's not our job to make somebody else happy. No, not but at all. Can he add to that joy? And what a lot of them have done is they've ascribed a certain financial level, social level that a man must have in order for her to feel like she's happy. But on the flip side, men, we have not been doing it. Yeah. Back in the 1920s, when it took one income to raise a family, even though we gone, we started the, the Great Depression, did men say, hey, in order for her to be with me, she needs to have the same job? No, because it didn't exist. Nope. What we wanted from her was, and, you know, some women look down on that now, but what kind of domestic skills you got? What kind of recipes can you make? Do you know how to take care of a home while I'm out all day? And when I come home, do you know what to do to keep me happy? Because I'm going out to provide for you. You don't got to work. You get to stay home all day. Pretty much. And I remember um, women from my older generation saying, as long as he has a dick and a job, I'm happy. I don't hear too many women saying that no more. <laughs> right, but see, nowadays you got to be a sexual professional. Because yeah. if you ain't got good, good deals... She don't want to stick around. Yeah, but that's a, it's, that's only one aspect of it. But that's some, the lesser part of it. Yeah. That's but the you, least. Actually, that's the least part that they should be looking at. No, You'll be surprised how many women will stay in a bad situation just because they got good D. Uh, there's far too many because they're dealing with homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Just because I could throw you some good deals, you're going to stick with me? Really? But what she's not realizing is that he's looking at her value is going low. I don't do nothing but throw this chick some deals. I don't take her nowhere. I bar- I barely compliment her. I hardly answer the phone for her. I don't, I'm not in tune with her emotional needs. Mm-hmm. But as long as I throw her some deals, she good. So I remember last year, summer, I didn't take this girl nowhere, bro. I smashed her before I took her to a, to a barbecue. <laughs> I've been there, been yeah. there, done that. So it's like, just like, I've never had, I've never been what you might call a smooth operator. But what I always did was I had certain structures in place. Mm-hmm. At 19, I had my first apartment and I've always had my own place to stay since then. So imagine you 20 years old and all you got to say is, I got my own place. I got a two bedroom apartment. You know how many dudes got that at 20? Not many. Now, throw a car in there. I'm the man. Pretty much. And that's all I needed. I'm not making no commitments. I'm not saying we're going to be together forever. Like, yeah, I can't wait to go home. Well, where do you live? I live uptown. Yeah, yeah, I live by myself. I got my own place. Really? Mm-hmm. Mind you, fellas, I'm throwing out some game right now, so pay attention. Well, the funny thing with me, um, I'm just a funny dude. So I've made women laugh. Like, I've always made them feel good. That was my game. Well, real talk, mm. I think most women are miserable. 
They are miserable. <laughs> and all the guy has to do is bring levity or make her laugh, and that'll brighten her day. Because yeah. unlike me and you, once a month, that woman's miserable, right or wrong. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We don't, we, we don't understand that. We, I'm not even trying to understand that. Nope. Nope. Don't want to hear about it. Nope. Nope. You miserable right now? Leave me the blank alone. <sighs> but that's just the condition of where they are. But again, I, I still got to go back to social media. The level of attention that females get now, mm. you don't even got to leave your house to get that. You can sit in your house and take pictures all day and get 100 guys that like your picture. But what would happen if you went out publicly? You still telling me 100 guys is going to like you? I no. mean, they they will, but they're not going to do it in person. Nah, think about it. Uh, what was the last social event you attended? Uh, before COVID? Yeah. I went out a lot last year in, uh, in the summertime. All right, um, so you went to the bar once, right? I went to the where? You went to a bar once, right? Oh, numerous times. All right. While you was in that bar, was there not a 10-piece up in there? Every time. Okay. Did every single guy in that bar walk up to that woman and say, you look good, and then walk away? Nope. They just stared. Right. Social media gives her that platform to have that done. True. It, the fun thing is, though, is that women actually are afraid of rejection more than a man because a man, he has to eat that. A man has to take rejection. That's just part of being a man. A woman can't take rejection, especially if she thinks she's the shit. It'll just take one man to just knock her, her shit down. That's why they rather us approach them than they approach us. Well, I mean, technically, it's supposed to be us approaching it. Yeah, you you gotta have those soft skills on both ends. I, but yeah. again, like I said, I gotta go to social media that's ruined a lot of things. Because yeah, I agree. There's certain things that you pick up in a social setting that you can never pick up on social media. So you got female A, she likes guy A. They met mm. up on social media. Now, had they met socially, she might have picked up on some things like. Why he got, why he looking around at every single woman that comes in? Why he ain't got no real conversation for me? Mm -hmm. Why does it seem like he's lying about what he said before? Why does he seem awkward? But on social media, you can be whatever you want to be. In person, you got to be who you are. Yep. And as long as social media is in place, that's going to be the breakdown as to why relationships ain't working the way they are. You got the chick that's a 10. If she goes out, she knows she's going to get attention. Probably don't like the attention. But then you got a female that's a five to a, a, a three. All she got to do is put some makeup on, take some nice pictures, and feel like she's going to get the same attention as if she was a 10, and she's trying to validate herself for that. Yeah, but she knows much. for a fact if she took all that eyelashes, eyeliner, eye, um, eyeshadow, lipstick, weave, the, the 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 body shrinker. She's not going to get the same attention, but the problem is when she puts all of that on, now she thinks she's in a different category, so she expects different results. But if you recognize who you are, then you know what results you should get. If you're mm -hmm. a five, you should be looking for a five, dude. If you happen to get a uh, eight, nine, be blessed. There it but is. if you look average, 
you should hope that you can find somebody else that's average. Now, but real quick, um, I want to continue this conversation, but actually, I got to go right now. <laughs> no doubt. I know you got shit to do. I mean, stuff to do, fam. Tell yeah. mama say happy birthday. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, we definitely going to finish this conversation in another episode of the podcast. All right, so let, let's wrap this up right quick. Mm. Give me the three things you think cause the disconnect for men and women in relationships. Oh, the, well, I'm definitely going to say social media. That's a definite. All right, that's one. I'm going to say um, other miserable women giving better That's lives. two. That's two. And I'm going to say the third one. I'm going to have to say men not being men anymore. All right, that's three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my three. Mm-hmm. Unrealistic expectations. That Disney focus. Yep. Okay. Not knowing who they really are or what they really want. And the last one, mm-hmm. definitely social media. Because like I pointed out to you earlier, a chick, a female can dress up, look good on social media, mm-hmm. get a whole bunch of likes. But if she went out in public looking the same way, she's not going to get the same amount of attention. And if she took all that stuff off and went out in the public, she's not going to get that same kind of attention. But me and you as dudes, what do we got to enhance or, or hide what we really look like? We don't rock wigs. Nope. We don't put on fake chests. We don't wear the, the extra sock in our pants. <laughs> we can't do none of that because nope. we know ultimately it's all going to come out. Period. So we got to be what we are at all times. You can lie. Yeah, I'm holding 10 when you got three. She going to find out, bro. It is. I can go all night. But after five minutes, you huffing and puffing. <laughs> she going to find out, bro. I can ball, ball out and buy you whatever you want. But after I buy you that Gucci bag and you find out I had to move out my apartment to go back with my mom, guess what, bro? She found out. Yep. So instead of trying to take it for that shrimp and lobster, take it out in White Castle and if she can't appreciate that, she'll never appreciate the shrimp and lobster. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? All right, y'all. I'm calling it a day, man. <laughs> Yo, for sure, for sure. But good show, good show, bro. Yeah, man. We're going to do this again, man. We're going to keep it popping. We got to finish up on part two of this. Yeah, for real, guys. And that's the podcast, y'all. All right. We're going to see y'all later. There it is. Deuces. Peace. What you gonna do when highlight catch an attitude? Drop to the knees and show gratitude. Kiss my ring, chick. This song right here is for all the fellas out there. Taking care of business and making that money. To provide for their ladies, provide for their family. And to all the ladies out there. The fella's gonna need a little bit more than a big piece of chicken. If you got a good man and you want for nothing, and you wanna keep that man, you need to learn how to check that attitude. You need to show some appreciation. You need to show some respect. Girl, all my fellas, tell your lady, bow to me, bow to me, kneel for me, kneel for me. Kiss the ring, kiss the ring. Bow to me, bow to me, kneel for me, kneel for me. 
Pay homage to the king in your life. Wisdom and security, I give that. Devotion and honesty, I show that. Passion and love, you feel that. Bow down, girl, you need to show some respect. Obedience and loyalty, I need that. Friendship and trust, I've earned that. Gratitude, appreciation, I deserve that. Bow down, pay homage to the king in your life. Baby girl, what's the deal? What's the deal? Got no time for freaking girl, you're acting mad at Never want for nothing cause I'm paying the bills. I'm paying the bills. Sleeping all day, the house is filthy. No, no meal. Come on, girl, give me some feedback. Give me feedback. Let me know what's good, what's up. Where's your head at? What's Giving me attitude, not today, girl. Dead that. Strip off some clothes, I'm trying to beat that. Bed that. You're really saying not tonight? Not tonight. My blood is boiling hot, girl, you're getting me tight. Aw, oh, man. To the, right, to the right, to the right, right, right. Don't let that door hit your ass when you leave. You talking like you hot, you not. Shorty, I know dime pieces, trust me, you not. You not. I can get a next chick, next one. Like Gucci said in the next 15 minutes. You ain't special, don't be foolish. Running around town like you rich, no, I'm rich. Without me, you wouldn't even have it. I'm Scrooge McDuck swimming in money. Hold my top hat. Park Avenue lifestyle, you love it. You're acting out of order and now you're gonna lose it. You claim that you're in love with me, in love with me? You wanna be my wifey, be my wifey? That's looking pretty bleak, unlikely. You should've paid how much, girl? You fucked up, can't do it. No more, I'm done. I'm fed up, game over, clock ran out. Girl, your time's up, get your things, have a nice life. Keep your head up like Shaq and Kobe was a good team. But now we broke up.